Welcome to the Basically Famous Podcast, where we're taking our notoriety to the mic and no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Spencer. Each week, we talk about life's bullshit, our hot takes, and make one of you basically famous too. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That was not the song I was going for, but I kind of like where it went, so I went with it. I'm not mad at it. I felt like a tune midway through of saying welcome back. Um, but welcome, welcome back into the studio. I feel like that's how we're going to start opening this. Welcome into the studio. Welcome into our brains. Yeah. Welcome in. You know, we never picked a, a studio name. We never did. I feel we like we did. should take nominations. Let's do that on our Patreon accounts. Love that. Love that for us and them. Because I know a while ago we had asked for suggestions like way back when, when before the rebrand. Yeah. And I was not into any of the names. They no. were tying it too close to like the name of the show. And it yeah. doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. It can be anywhere. That way when I start this, I can be like coming at you from blah, blah, blah. Welcome into blah, 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 blah. Like we need something catchy. And I mean, we could just say the name of the show too. Welcome to ba- well, but we I mean the, the intro. intro. No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be like, welcome to basically famous where you're da, 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 where you're in the basically <laughs> famous. Like that's a lot of basically famous. It's like, a lot. That's a lot, a lot. But we, Spencer and I were talking before we started recording. We're really trying to get a little bit more routine here. I know we say this every week, but we had some conversations and DMs with people this week. We feel it. We know summer is chaotic. Damn, if your job did not throw a wrench into everything. I know. You know what? You had to do what you had to do. I get it. You know, working, working nine to five. Turned and then into five like, to nine. That's right. It turned into <laughs> yeah. another shift. Onto uh-huh. another. Um, but we're really, we're really trying here, y'all. It's Sunday. Yes, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. It's Sunday. Summers are always hard, regardless. Yeah, because there's are. lots of travel. People forget that you and I do have full time jobs outside of the show. Yeah, and you know, it's hard lives. Yeah. One of us is a human mother. The other is a dog mother. I'm about to welcome a new child into my right. home. You're about to be postpartum dog. I right. Mean, you have a lot going my on. My surrogate, too, yeah. you know, she's taking good care of him, but eventually I got to take him home. That's right. So Wait, it's a girl though, right? It's a boy. Oh, it is a boy. Why did I think it was a little girl? No, I don't know. Oh my God. Did I get you a girl toy? I can't remember now. Got, no, they're very gen- they're very gender neutral. Okay, I was like, great. I think I did a boy. It is one. Pride Month, so you know we're all about gender neutrality. So <laughs> I'm like, crap. I got the wrong <laughs> freaking thing. Um, no, it's a boy. Yeah. We, okay. One, I don't want to deal with girl periods. Two, uh, Finley is intact. I do. Right. In, I do intend on leaving him intact. So. Mm, I don't want to have to deal with that. No, I don't blame you. I don't want to have to deal with love the boy worrying thing. about them separating. Brothers. My thing is like, yeah, they're brothers. Sometimes two intact males together doesn't work out great, mm. in which case that is fine. We will have Finley neutered. Yeah. Um, or at least I will have him sterilized. Okay. Because that is a thing. Oh. You can do like a sterilization. Certain vets, most vets do not do that. They do a straight neuter. But some vets do a sterilization so they can keep all their sex hormones. They just can't reproduce. Oh, but okay. Depending on what the behavioral component is, it would probably need to be like a full neuter. Gotcha. But Sounds if I can, painful. I plan to leave them intact. That's right. Because all the research well, tells me they're going to be healthier. That's right. And well, that's going to be very exciting. So, I mean, we'll, we're, we're going to keep pumping out episodes in the meantime, but we're going to do our best. We've got a couple good Patreons planned yep. that we're going to knock out. Wendy's going to be um, on a Gone next week yeah, trip. 
We'll have a regular episode. And then we're going to knock out like back to back a few Patreons to load up all at the same time. So we should have that. So look out for that. And also we did record with Elaine. Some of y'all have already listened. Um, We do need to make the cover, get that posted out there. So the rest of you guys know we're struggling. We're trying. And we love you guys. But we have a really fun show today. It's a very um, easy. Y'all usually love the Am I the Assholes. Yeah. We're getting caught up. Yeah, we're getting caught up. And so... We're like, yeah, let's just do it. We're feeling advicey. We are. We're feeling judgy and advicey. I started my new um, medication today. I'm off Concerta. I'm trying something new. No way. Yeah, I had maxed out the Concerta. I was on like 72 milligrams. And they're like, this is not working. And I was like, meh. Not not doing what it needs to do. Yeah. Dang. So now my medication is like six times more expensive and I can only get it from like certain pharmacies. I love that. It's essentially, I guess, like Adderall, but made in the U.S. So they aren't having the same issues sourcing it. Oh, God. Okay. So you're you're like organic um, Adderall. <laughs> you're, sure. you're, eating, you're eating a salad. Sure. I mean, it does dissolve on my tongue. What? Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's not a pill. It like dissolves on my tongue. Neat. It probably hits that bloodstream real quick. It's like, honestly, it's not your, the way I was expecting. Uh, I wasn't sure. I'm picturing literally the medication hitting your, your brain and it's got a whistle and it's like, <laughs> and they snap their fingers and all your brain cells are like, attention. I wish. No. Oh God. Well, you took yeah. it today. So let's put it to work. I did. I took it today. I, they, they started me like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, if you were maxed out on Concerta, let's start in the middle for this. There you go. And I'm like, how fucking like ADHD am I that I'm like, do I need to have more maybe, of this? Maybe your ADHD has ADHD. A hundred percent. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All I care about is my executive functions. Can I function like a normal human? Cool. Looks good then to I'm me. good. Yeah. All right. So let me pull up this first one here. So. There was a couple submissions for Am I the Asshole and some that were just like general advice. So we'll get started with this. So the first one's going to be an Am I the Asshole. I never thought I'd have to ask this, but I want to hear from people who aren't my family and you girls seem like a great place to start. Yeah, we are. So this is what happened. A few years ago, my brother got divorced. As part of that process my sorry I'm trying to like sort through her words here as part of that process his ex-wife was ordered to pay him spout pay him space spatial support wow so that medication's really working definitely getting spatial support if you're getting divorced (laughs) (laughs) like I'm just gonna need some spatial support here I'm gonna need some wait I actually kind of like that if someone's like invading your space like you can stay married but you need spatial support like you gotta move kind of genius i am not mad okay um okay so long story short because i have verbal diarrhea that's okay the her former sister-in-law was ordered to pay her brother spousal support if he moves in with a girlfriend or remarries then that spousal support would end that's pretty typical typical. right Mm -hmm. she says he did move in with his girlfriend over a year ago but he officially told his ex-wife and the court system that he was living at my house. Just to be clear, my brother and I haven't lived in the same house since he was 18 and I was 14, and he's never lived in my current house. I don't know how his ex-wife found out or how it came about, but she took him back to court over it because the spousal support was something like $5,600 per month. What? That's wow. insane. Wow, what does she do? 
and he was supposed to get no more of that if he moved in with somebody else. I had to testify in court that my brother has never lived in my house. My brother's mad because he begged me to say that I he did live there. He flat out told me he lied to the court system because he hasn't worked since the divorce went through. Oh, he didn't Sounds need like to. He, he was had making a, a whole, He had a whole salary on spousal support. Quite literally, there's people <laughs> that make less than that to support their whole household. Like, right. and they work full time. Right. Like, uh, also, yeah, also, yeah. Wait, he's a bum. I'm just saying. He's, that. Yeah. Sorry. You can see where this is going to go. But he's a bum. Yeah. My brother's mad because he begged me to say that he did live there. He flat out lied, told me he or flat out told me he lied to the court system because he hasn't worked since the divorce went through and he didn't want to lose the payment support. No shit. No way I was going to lie in court. Um, no. Like, why no. are you going to perjure yourself to go to Wait, jail? I'm not going to jail for Hold you. On, we got to finish this before we give our thoughts. <laughs> God. I believe in helping family, but not if it means breaking the law. In this case, the court already had a copy of the lease he signed for his apartment, so they would have known I lied. But my brother and some other people, my mom and some of my other siblings, are mad that I told the truth in court, even though my brother asked me not to. So am I the asshole for telling the truth, despite what my brother said? I would have thought the answer was obvious, but I'm getting so much flack from my family that it's making me second guess myself. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. No. You need to get as much distance between yeah. you and your family as yeah. possible. You don't that that you cannot break the law at someone else's favor and then you're going to go down because then what? Right. Like you're going to lie about that? No, you put your hand on the Bible and they ask you. Like I could not even let a shirt fall in TJ Maxx before I'm going to pick it back up because my conscience <laughs> would eat me alive. No, we don't lie in court. You are not the asshole. They are the assholes for even asking you. Right. Your brother, well, your brother's just a dick all the way around. I never ask like, someone to do that. Like I, I know he's your brother and so I'm going to phrase this gently, but like what a loser. Yeah. Loser also, energy. Also, he's getting that much money. Um, just live on your own for a little bit, big guy. Like, let's just let's just be by ourselves a little bit. Let's be a little bit independent. Right. Like, but here's the thing that I'm confused about. Why I guess the the spousal support agreement doesn't say that he can't live on his own. Like, I'm confused why. I don't know. Something doesn't make sense to me. Well, if he's I'm, sharing... Like, am I missing something? Yeah, if he... Well, living on his own means that he would probably need a little bit more money. But if he was living with but someone else he, or splitting the no, no, rent... I get that part. Oh. But, like, if it was just his name on the apartment lease... Yeah. Like, I'm just saying there were other ways to get around this besides lying to the court and saying you don't have an apartment. Yeah, but she said she didn't know how, how she had found out. So... Well, I'm saying on his side. Yeah. Like, okay, if the girlfriend, if you were getting an apartment and then you had a girlfriend move in with you. Well, he moved in with her though, right? Oh, is that what it was? Maybe that's what I was missing. I don't know. Either I way. I he moved in with her, I think. Either way, like your brother should get a fucking yeah. job. Yeah, get a job. You could have been banking money and wouldn't have to worry about it at all. Right. Like, like <laughs> well, he probably hasn't worked because if he could prove income, then his spousal support would be less, Right. Or is that more like kid? Like yeah, I child don't think support. that's how. I think if you get spousal support, I think it's what's in the document is in the document. I don't think it's it matters not what you're because your she made more or whatever. But the you're right. It's standard that if you're dating or remarried, I don't even know if it's dating. I think it's usually or people that I know that have gone through this. It was if they were engaged or married, it stopped because I know people that dated. Now I don't know what the clause was as far as living because these people had kids. I'm sure and there it was might something be different state that. to state too. Yeah, and then the ones that I'm referring to, who you also know hers, like she had a, 
kids were involved. So therefore that was more of the issue with the living together situation. And she did whatever, but I don't know. Like you said, you, what are you doing? I feel like this family, the the moral compass in your family is a little skewed. Not by you. Not by, obviously. Correct. You broke the mold. (laughs) But like for, like, it's one thing if you have like one rogue family, like her brother, right? Yeah. But the fact that like her family is also giving her flack for not lying. Like mom, like, (laughs) like he's a grown ass man. Grown man. He's a divorcee. Like he, and now we see why. <laughs> right. But we're not going to pull God. in our other loved ones to make huge no. mistakes. No. And your mom of all people, like, as a parent, regardless, like, let's set your kids straight. Let's tell them the truth. Let's let's have them tell the truth. Let's yeah. teach them right from wrong. <laughs> I always find it really Ugh. interesting when you have, like, the conversation with parents about, like, if, if they found out someone. Yeah. Like, I if they found out their that. kid did, like, a horrendous crime, would you help Cover, th- you know, like yeah. the, um, the Gabby Petito thing, yeah. like the laundries. <sighs> That's tough. And also we haven't talked about that in so long. We need to do an episode on that. Um, like recap, like revisiting that. And then the, Ohio- the Ohio, <laughs> your concern is not working for me either. <laughs> um, the Idaho murders and stuff, but the whole laundry thing, like, I don't know. I, mm, I never want to be in that situation with Fisher. Please well, obviously that would be like a anything. parent's worst nightmare, right? Yes. To find out their kid's a monster but at the and end does of the this day, horrific crime. Could you live knowing that your kid, I couldn't do that. I could not live knowing that my son did something like that to somebody else. Because if it was returned and somebody did that to my kid and their, their child confessed in them or they knew, I would want to know. Like, I can't imagine not knowing what happened or like well, kids getting kidnapped like, and it's psychotic. Like there's just such a lack mm-hmm. of empathy. And I yeah. like not to make this about the Petito Gabby Petito thing, but like the, like the lack of empathy that his parents had right. for her parents. Yeah. He got it honest, but like, I just can't imagine like if something happened to my child, being able to look in the face of the parents of the person who harmed my kid. Yeah. And there's, and they're Nothing. not, I know it will, keep they me up can't at night. relate to me. They like know no. the pain that I'm going through. I don't know. It's just I know. crazy. No. I don't think I could be one no. of those parents where if my kid fucked up, even if that's like so serious too, but even if my kid committed like petty crime, yes, like no, like that is part of like your job is yes. to because then you're enabling a moral it to happen and they're going to do something worse later. Like, right. I stole gum from Rite Aid when I was like three. And do you know, my mom made me <laughs> take it back inside. And the guy was like, no, she can have, my mom was like, no, she can't. Right. I just got right up in that car chewing that gum. And my mom was like, uh-uh, you're taking it back. <laughs> I had to give it back. Probably even had to spit the one. I probably swallowed it either way. But no, you teach your kids like right from wrong. And that sometimes really freaking sucks because it puts a parent in a terrible situation. Right. But like for a parent to side with the brother, that's like, hey, I'm, I need you to lie for me. Like why? What, what's in it for the mom? Well, that's no. just it. Like, like you don't want your grown ass son to get a job and support himself. Ew. You want him to keep like, he's going to be single forever. That girl funneling money up. off of his ex wife. Right. I also as the girlfriend, wouldn't you be like, ew, that's gross. I would be so turned. I'd be like, you know what? So We're not, this isn't going to work out. Here. But I also wouldn't get into a relationship with a man with no job. So, so there's that. There's and that. that's on. That. <laughs> okay. Wow. Now that we really, uh, gave her all the, all the advice she didn't even ask for. Sliced and diced. Oh. We're real- I, I mean, hopefully no offense taken. Girlfriend, you know? no. Girlfriend, you are you, not the asshole. Mm-mm. That is the, the long and the short of it, but the rest of your family is. For sure. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. 
When someone is just exceptionally good at what they do, it could be a waiter, a chef, or a doctor, you know you're in good hands. It's like when you see a waiter at a restaurant balance five trays of sizzling fajitas on one arm. You know, that I could never. (laughs) Could never. uh, But that shit is impressive. It is impressive. So you're confident that that waiter is not going to drop your fajitas. And I'm confident that when you find a doctor on ZocDoc, they're going to help you solve your problems. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Surprise twists might work for podcasts, but not for medical care. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care you need. Go to ZocDot.com slash famous and download the ZocDot app for free. Then find and book top-rated doctors today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash famous. ZocDot.com slash famous. All right. Next one. Yep. My father recently died on my way and my way of coping with it was hanging around his old study where I would spend a lot of time bothering him while he was working when I was a child. Oh, memories. It all started when I stumbled on some old pictures and documents hidden away in my dad's study. Photos of him and another woman, but mostly photos of his son, which I will call Alex. It hit me like a ton of bricks, and I couldn't bear the weight of the secret on my shoulders. I felt so torn between keeping it buried or revealing it to my family. After days of wrestling with my conscience, I ultimately I ultimately believed it was the right thing to do and bring the secret to light. Alex deserved to know the true heritage, and I had a chance to reconnect with us, or so he could have a chance to reconnect with us. So I gathered my courage, sat down with my mom to show her the evidence revealing the truth about Alex. It was devastating for my mom. She felt hurt, shocked, and utterly confused. My siblings were equally taken aback, struggling to process this bombshell. Now our family is divided. Some say I did the right thing by being honest, while others say it was the wrong. It was wrong of me to do that because it was obviously his past so father's he was reputation. Like run, living a double life. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm. that would be so that is fucking hard so to find hard. out after the fact because there's no resolution, right? Like you can't talk to your dad about it and be like, "What." Yeah what why like there's no closure to that and I think that's I don't think you're the asshole for doing it because it doesn't sound like you were trying I think you genuinely thought that was the right yeah I think you really thought that this was the right move was it the best move I don't know because like what you're saying and I've had certain situations with people in my life like if something can't come out of it if it cannot be resolved and someone gets closure and you're opening a wound that they're never going to get closure on that's really hard because what if Alex doesn't want anything to do with the family? What if you stir up all this yeah. stuff and you've brought it to light and then he wants to live his life? He didn't want it. You just don't know the situation. What if the the person didn't want to be in the mix of everything? I don't know. I definitely don't think I, you're not the asshole no. for it, but I think it's such that is such a personal yeah. um, perspective, yeah. I guess is the right word. Mm-hmm. Like some people like I would want to know. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's person by person. Like, you know, your family the best and you know, your mom, your siblings, whatever. Because for me, if I didn't know my mom and like my mom gave me for adoption, whatever I would, I know me and I'm gonna be on Facebook and be on Instagram. I'm gonna be be Googling. I'm gonna be looking it up. I'm gonna do that 23 and me, whatever I would want to know. 
But I think some people don't like they genuinely don't. They've gone their whole lives without knowing somebody. They don't care. It doesn't, it did not make them who they were. It doesn't affect their life. They've gone X amount of years without this person. So, but so my, my first thought though is does this like long lost sibling even know no, their dad that's right do that did they have a relationship with their dad or does the dad only have photos because the mom stayed in touch and sent him photos over the years like is yeah. it actually a double life where he yeah like, it could wreck his world if he thought his dad was his dad the whole time can you imagine that bomb being dropped on you but or like if the the kid just never who alex is that mm-hmm. the name the mm-hmm. the quote name that we're getting i don't know if it's real or mm-hmm. You know, she whatever. said, we'll call him Alex. Okay. So it's fake. But like, what if Alex thought that like his dad, you know, it was a one night standard. Like he didn't even realize he had a father and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so then you're introducing this, your real dad in like theory, but right. he never will get to know him because well, he's gone. The, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's like, you don't mm-hmm. know it's, that is such a risky thing, but I honestly, I probably would have done the same thing because I would have wanted to know. Yeah. And like the only other so like option that I could have seen was instead of just like blowing it all out there, like person to person in the family being like, hey, like I uncovered something that's like really major and really serious and yeah. potentially upsetting about dad. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? Yeah. Like, cause for, I mean, yeah. for me, if somebody approached me with that, like curiosity killed the cat, well, I think I could anybody never, would jump on that. Yeah. But I don't know. I really don't know. I think that there would be some people out there that like, no, I don't want yeah. anything to disturb my like memory of him. Yeah. I think it, it depends on the person That's for really sure. Wild. I wouldn't, I don't think I would say anything. I wouldn't honestly. beat yourself up over it though. Let's, the yeah. people that are upset with you right now and your family for sharing it, they're going to get over it. They're going to move on from it. There, I mean, no, there's no closure that can happen, but sometimes closure just doesn't need to happen or doesn't exist. You just have to accept it for what it is and move on. Right. And like that wound will heal over. Yeah, it will. But mm, girl, Christmas. It's going to be awkward. Well, this next one is much lighter okay. <laughs> and much shorter. Perfect. So she said, uh, hey, girls, I need some advice. I'll call him my boyfriend, but we really did start dating fairly recently we haven't even been intimate but for the sake of the story my boyfriend has continuously talked about how he doesn't like big labia and how he thinks that it's ugly I can't even read this with a straight face and that he bets I have a nice pussy okay hold on hold on he's never even seen mine because we haven't gotten to that gotten that far, but I have big labia. So now I feel like breaking up with him needs some girly advice as to what I should do. I feel so uncomfortable engaging in any sex talk with him now. And I don't want him to see my pussy. I literally hate that word. So I much. cannot stand. It's I'm so turned nice. and I like, I'm so not a prude, but there is something about that word that just, mm, I do not like it. Uh-uh. I'm turned off to say the least. No shit. Uh, I'm 25 and he's 32. I thought since he's older, he would have a more mature mindset. He sounds like a loser. Yeah. Like, is that just like the theme for today? Like, losery men? Maybe, yeah. Because the next one I have to read is... Okay. Losery men. Here's the thing. Like, everybody's going to have their preferences, right? Like, that is fine. That is so bizarre to me. And like, 
if he is so concerned over what somebody's labia looks like, you don't want to let him enter you. I'm just saying it. Mm -mm. And like, if it's not even like really that serious, you need to walk away. If you have, if you are casual enough where you haven't been intimate yet, yeah. Walk away. Because if he hears that much about something like that, what else does he care about? They're like, what? Like, no. Right. Like, how long have you guys actually been dating, too? That's the other thing. Like, have you been dating six months and you haven't been intimate? Or are you, have you literally been on like a couple casual dates? In which case, why the fuck is he talking about that yeah, shit? Yeah, no. Maybe, Period. Maybe they were. At but Arby's. especially if it's like newer. Yeah, no. He I don't sounds. Know. He sounds gross. Next. Disgusting. <laughs> I feel like you should just break up with him because, like I said, if he hears about something like that and is going to be so passionate about that, I'm going to need him to go figure that out somewhere else. There would have to be some, like, crazy redeeming qualities yeah. to make him worthwhile. He sounds like trash, and you, I can guarantee you, are going to do better and find somebody that will love the fuck out of your fat-ass pussy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Okay, so this one is... She needs advice. This one, I don't know why it made me laugh because I skimmed it. I was like, no. Oh, God. Okay, so her professor, who's a male, was licking his lips while talking to her, which I did make the joke earlier. Like, maybe his lips were just crusty, whatever. But but really, it is awkward, you know. But, But like, how is he licking his lips? So Okay, okay, just keep reading. I don't know how else to put this. I was at a seven-days course on campus on college. I think she means in college. This is a niche college, and students are ages 20 to 65. Okay. Is this online? But here's the thing. Like, you can go to college at any age, at any university. I'm kind of confused. Okay. (laughs) There are three professors teaching, and we were split in three groups, so each group had different professors. On the last day, all the students and teachers went to the college bar. Me and four other students, all in the same group, were in a circle and talking. The professor made rounds, talking to all students, and then came to our table. We started talking, and then as we were talking, he licked his lips while talking to me. I felt really uncomfortable. I'm in my late 20s, and he is in his 60s. I don't know whether I'm overreacting, but I just felt really, like, uncomfortable. He was also a normal profession and professional during the seven days, but the last night with his lip licking was just so weird to me. Any insight? Not sure if I'm reading too much into this. Okay, based off the fact <laughs> how I just read this, this was you're, you're reading really far into this. If he like literally was talking and licked his lips, like like people lick their lips. I constantly lick my lips. But if he's if he's like you know sensually yeah, yeah, yeah. running his tongue across his lips, then like, obviously like, that's smack, fu- you know like. Yeah, yeah, like that's girl. fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Also, if he's just being a creep and like lizard licking his lips, like that's strange too. I mean, you should have probably offered him some lip gloss, lip some <laughs> chapstick. See if Do he you took need the bait. Some aquaphor? Like, bro, are your lips chapped? Or are you trying to seduce me? Um, because <laughs> we watched Le- Legally Blonde. We know how this went down. So pump the brakes, sister. Okay, have you watched the show? Um, oh God, Sex Lives of College Girls. No. Okay, it is. So, so good, good. Okay. it is so good but so this actually made me think of this scene so uh, do you know um who timothy chalamet is or chalamet the actor i know i think or you know the name yeah, at least the name, okay yeah. so his sister also is an actor okay. so his sister plays uh this girl kimberly mm-hmm. who's like the best character i love her okay um actually they it's funny enough they were just talking about her on the toast because apparently he's dating kylie yeah, I think I, that's where I heard it. But I think they call him Tim Chalamet, right? Isn't it Tim or is it Timothy? I think it's Timothy. Oh. W- regardless. Well, I know him as Tim, and that's why. 
<laughs> okay. Tim, we're Either way. First name, his name nickname does, Okay, his name does sound familiar, but it's probably because I heard that. All of this is really irrelevant. So okay. anyways, this girl's character on the show, she um, is trying to... She lost... She's the poor student. So she like lost her scholarship. She's trying to find money. She's got this rich professor, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, she goes to the professor's house. She's like invited for this like, you know, social gathering Mm -hmm. with other students. And, you know, it's like an honor to be invited to it. Right. Okay. So she's there and she's like having great conversation with everybody. She's talking to the professor's husband. And then he like propositions her for sex. And she's like, like, what the fuck do I do? Because like this professor of mine who like I adore literally just offered to give me money so I can stay in school and now her husband's propositioning me for sex like does she know am I expected to have it was just it's so So awkward it's so awkward but it's so I mean it's really very funny in the context of the show but I don't know for whatever reason this that's what you're picturing I'm picturing that scene and I'm like Ooh, like it makes my insides cringe. Right, yeah. Oof, girlfriend. Um, I I think it all depends on how he was yeah. licking his lips. And so we're really gonna need more information. Yeah. We need to know, did he did he make the ring twice? Like <laughs> two, time, two times around? The noise I can Or was it just like a little quick little like you know, because there did he just wet his whistle because it was dry? Was he talking a lot? He was making rounds at the table. Joe whistle, baby, whistle, baby. All right. I know this next one is really long so bear with me hopefully I don't trip over my words too much it's okay like sometimes we'll read these long ones and then sometimes we skip them like it's usually better to be a little more concise but we're feeling frisky today all right so she says hey girls I have been friends with we'll call her Layla for years she recently stayed wow I'm off to a great start she recently started dating quote Josh And at first, everything was fine. I did my best to invite him anywhere we went to find common ground. For reference, Layla is 22, Josh is 30. Okay. Unfortunately, over the past year, things have become rocky. It began when Josh attended a party at my place and threatened to fight one of my guests over a case of beer. So literally, loser men is the trend of this day. Uh, Okay. Uh, it came out of nowhere and practically unprovoked because my guest had taken a tone with Josh, quote, as he put it. This ruined the party and everyone was weird after that. The second incident took place when Layla invited me to their place. When I was there, Josh seemed to be unable to communicate tactfully when it came to the topic of women's rights. Oh, boy. Debating anything I said, Googling statistics I mentioned, and citing his experience as a, quote, victim of cancel culture. I... I felt like I was walking on eggs and had to watch what I said around him. I felt uncomfortable and wanted to leave. Then when he began to mention all of the weapons he had in the other room, what the fuck? I felt even more uncomfortable and unsafe. The third reason is more broad. I disagree with him on everything from politics, human rights issues, and basic moral values. He has cheated on my friend, calls women's bitches regular women's <laughs> calls women bitches regularly and makes explicit jokes about women constantly. He has also been condescending to my friends and boyfriend and once joked my boyfriend was too immature to understand what doing hard drugs is like. Something which upset me because my boyfriend's family has a history of addiction and my boyfriend was born with drugs in his system. Due to this, neglected and taken from his biological parents. He doesn't like to talk about it. And when Josh made this joke, I saw my boyfriend's face go white. 
I, oh, hold on. Sorry. I had to take screenshots of this one. So I just moved over. Uh, I saw my boyfriend's face go white. I do not like to be around this type of humor. When Josh cheated on Layla, she called me for advice. I assumed she was leaving him and made the mistake of telling her what I thought about him, that he made me uncomfortable and seems to have a low opinion of women. I said a lot of harsh things about him, and she told him every word the next day when she decided to stay with him. I don't blame her. I understand he is her partner, and I stand behind my words, but knowing he has heard every concern I have about him makes me worry he's angry with me. Anyways, Layla is head over heels for him. Since all of this took place, she's been begging me to hang out with him to get on a good page. Mm. I am having a party soon and invited my friends to come drink and barbecue. So Layla asked me to invite Josh so that he and I could work out our differences. I don't want him there because I just want this party to be a good time and I don't want to have to worry about any conflict. I'm not sure how to navigate this situation correctly. I'm aware I messed up by saying everything I thought to her. I love her so much and I don't want to make her life harder, but I feel extremely uncomfortable and unsafe around him. Is there anything I can do? That is so much. First gut reaction is... He sounds like a vile human. Well, the first gut reaction is that y'all are not going to be able to be friends. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, there's no way that you're going to be able to repair what you've said, how you feel about things and the things he thinks about you. And he does sound like he's he's a lot. Um, And he's not respectful. So he's not going to care when you try to make peace. But also, what is your friend doing? Why is your friend with him? Like what? I think women's intuition does not lie. And if Mm -hmm. you do not feel safe around him, you don't feel safe for a reason. And I think you are super valid and you can agree to whatever, like squash the beef. Like say, I have no hard feelings towards him. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I want you to be happy. I support you as my friend. Yeah. I will not spend time around him because I do not feel safe. I don't feel safe like mentally, emotionally, or physically. It's never going to go anywhere Well, with, that's with just those it. types of people. But in this relationship, I really do. There's such an age gap. Mm-hmm. I mean, not eight years is not a huge age gap, but when one of them is 22, like you're barely an adult at 22. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He's 30 years old. Like he's a grown ass man or he should be. Right. Like he is fully functional and developed. I don't know. I feel like there might be a little bit of like infatuation on your friend's part with him because he's like older and whatever, you know? Yeah. You know, like when you're that age, you're like, Oh, an older man. Okay. Meanwhile, he's fucking trash. No. Yeah. And what has your friend seen him? Maybe that's the conversation you have. Maybe you go to dinner with your friend and you ask her and you're like, Hey, I understand that I messed up. Like, I know that's your boyfriend and I'll respect him from that perspective. But can I ask you, like, what what are his redeeming qualities? And don't do it where she's going to be defensive. Hopefully, she'll understand. I mean, when you're yeah. 22, that'd be really hard. But asking her, making sure that she doesn't have any red flags, like making sure that you're not seeing any red flags on her behalf. Like, what if she's in a bad relationship and she's, you know, you just don't know. And you but never know what's going on first. behind closed doors. No. And here's the thing. If he really does, if he's that disrespectful towards women, yeah. it's only a matter of time if he's not already, which I find hard to believe, yeah. that he is going to inflict some sort of trauma or pain on her. For sure. You yeah. know, obviously yeah. I'm not going to like speculate on what could happen, yeah. but I mean, we can all read between the lines. There's a lot of ways to hurt someone. Yeah. So definitely go to dinner with your friend and talk to her and maybe get some more like apologize, obviously, because you don't want to like make her 
relationship harder with him, but at the same time, yeah, like, for, understand for me, from like, our apologize friend, for putting her in a tough spot. Yes, and and just kind of tell her like this is why I reacted this way. This this is how I feel. When when y'all both have a level head, not just talking crap about him like that. You're valid in saying these things, but yeah. just like do it in such a way that maybe she can understand where you're coming from a little bit better and not being defensive because it just happened. Like let the dust settle. But as far as having a friendship with him, like that sounds like a terrible idea going out together and like grabbing dinner and a drink. Uh, no, don't do it. No, <laughs> that ain't going to go good. I had a friend who we lived together in New York and I loved her dearly. I mean, mm-hmm. we were like so close. We said yeah. we will be sisters forever, you yeah. know? And she started dating this guy who like it is like such a fairy tale type story, right? Mm-hmm. Like she meets this guy, he's from a wealthy family, like he's very charming and charismatic and she's like, okay, like head over heels, she's invested. Yeah. He buys her an Audi cuz she didn't have a car at the time, like when you think like fairy, fairy yeah. tale guy very that lavish. comes in and sweeps you off your feet and makes your life so easy. She was, um, she had gotten laid off from her job in the city. So she had been like nannying uh-huh. like until she could find another job. He gave her money so she didn't have to nanny anymore until she could find work. Like it oh. was like a whole whirlwind thing, right? Yeah. Something never sat right with me. Like, yes, I'm like too good to be true. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Too good to be true. Doesn't make sense. There's something off here. But like I never really said it. He was perfectly nice to me. Like, as I said, very charismatic and charming, but just something in my gut said no. So they were not, they were dating for maybe a month or two. Not, Not too long. And she, she asked me, she's like, hey, I have a question. Um, oh, I almost said his name. (laughs) So and so said for his birthday he wants a threesome with us what and I was like I beg your pardon I laughed I thought she was kidding and I was like oh yeah that sounds great and she was like really and she was Uh, like I figured I'd have to like do more convincing and I was like wait you're serious and she was like yeah like he said he he, she's like he said it kind of joking but then like he kept bringing it up like he's been talking about it for like the last week and I said I would ask you and I was like do you like I was like one I don't want to yeah. fuck my friend no weird like weird. talk about a quick way to ruin our friendship like right. I, I'm not that kind of person I can't do that no but secondly I'm like this is your your boyfriend like at that point they were like committed to one another they were like um monogamous right I, so I was like are you are you kidding like, that's so fucking that's weird. So like, weird, you yeah. just got into, like, a monogamous point in your relationship with him, and he's asking you for a threesome with your roommate? Yeah, no. That is fucking strange. That's so weird, yeah. Anyways, she told him, I, like, went off. I was like, no. Like, there are so many. I went off, yeah. named all these different things that I didn't feel comfortable with, that I didn't think were okay. I thought he treated her like shit. She went to Yale. Uh-huh. And he would make jokes in front of anybody who would listen that she went to Yale with two L's, you know, trying to like <sighs> diminish her, diminish her like accomplishments. Like, and where like, did you go, big guy? And her intellect. 
And I was like, absolutely not. Like he treats you like shit. He would right. cut her off in conversation and put her down. He was always trying to make her feel like less than and dumb. And I'm like, no. So I unleashed and I let her hear it all. And she repeated some of it to him. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. I mean, long story short, they're married. They have three kids. They are. She's yeah. I did she's, not think that was going to go. Yeah. But it was really sad for me because I, that was actually right before I moved in with Robbie. So I was only 22 at the time and she was a few years older than me. And he was like, a, uh, I think a couple years younger than her, maybe yeah. he was like in between us. So like, I mean, I think, was he younger than her? Or was he older? Damn, I can't remember now. It's been so long, but not too far. Like we were all like relatively close to the same age, but she was this, like a year older than Robbie. So she yeah. was like six years older than me, but it just like made me so sad because I, after that, and I was like, I just, what are you doing? Like what open you your yeah. eyes. People get so like just infatuated, like you said, with someone and then you don't see anything. They have blinders on, but yeah, that's a, I think absolutely for not her, for it was, she was really needing security in her life at that um, time her boyfriend. So she lived the whole reason that I moved in with her. She had gotten an apartment by herself before that she had been living in Brooklyn and her fiance, who was a firefighter in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. cheated on her. She walked in on him having sex with the other girl in their bed. Yeah. Talk about trauma. So like she had these trust issues. She had a really volatile relationship with um, her mom. Like it was her dad died very suddenly, like in her arms. Oh, God. Lots of trauma. Right. So I think and then she was like struggling for for money because she got laid off from her job. Like it was just a whole lot of shit. Yeah. In her life that she had dealt with. And she was such a great, like special person. And I think he was able to give her like a sense of security yeah, that yeah, she was sure like craving. And so it was like, she was willing to look past all that other bullshit, but I guarantee you it hasn't changed or stopped. Hopefully he grew out of that. I mean, you know, hopefully he was, just, I promise you he didn't No, he was not that guy. He, that is him. And I know that's him because she would talk about his family and I can tell you his family, big Same group way. Of, big group of dicks Ew. um so I just know I mean her her mom or his mom and his sister exactly what you think when you think super wealthy Hamptons nasty some of them yeah so yeah, yeah but I so I had to like separate myself and then he like threw her a birthday party and he invited me and I I told him I couldn't go and he let he wrote me this long letter about how like she's been such a good friend to me and you know it was so disappointing that I would let my my personal feelings about him get in the way of our relationship like shaming me and I never responded because I was like it's not worth it like you have some fucking nerve right to make me feel bad about distancing myself because you really do have to protect yourself and so this was a really long way of me coming around to tell this person that you have to protect yourself in this friendship and this relationship. She needs to figure it out for herself. So yeah. you can have the conversations, you can make amends with her and apologize for putting her in a difficult spot. But ultimately, if you are not going to be comfortable around him, then you have to tell her that and say, Hey, I want to maintain a relationship with you. 
I do not want him to be a part of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So let's make time to spend with one another one-on-one. We'll just agree. We won't. Yeah. We won't do group events together where, you know, he are, he's going to be there because I'm not comfortable with that. And like, that's fine. Yeah. But you're going to have to figure out what your boundaries are. And you also have to accept the fact that you might just have to take a step back from the friendship. Yeah. I mean, chances are friendships like that from my like perspective or from my experience, I mean, you typically will outgrow friendships and that's one of those friendships that you're probably going to outgrow. If they stay together, yeah. you're going to look back in a couple of years and be like, wow, we haven't hung out in this amount of time. And then it's going to get further and further and further because it's so hard yeah. to be friends with someone that you don't like their spouse or boyfriend or whatever. So it's really hard. And it it's is hard. And it's, but it happens. Yeah. I mean, and like this friend of mine, like I, we're friends on Facebook. I, I see her yeah. occasional life updates. Yeah. Like, if she called me tomorrow and said, hey, I'm in town, let's get, I would do it in a yeah. second. But you just don't go out of your way to like make, like the friendship is that though. It's like that, one of those distant. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because yeah. she, she chose him and that was totally fine. I would never expect her mm-hmm. to, you know, leave him based right. on yeah. what I think. Yeah. But it makes me sad that she didn't think enough of herself, you yeah. know, and would, she convinced herself to stay in the relationship and she convinced herself that he didn't try to belittle her and, you know, diminish her. Sadly, that happens a lot. It happens a lot that people, um, do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our last advice is we're really switching gears here. Um, this one is about someone needing advice about feeling empty and she said, I feel quite empty. It's like, there's a void inside me, which nothing can fill. No matter what I do, I don't really enjoy anything. I just keep comparing or complaining and I find something negative in everything. Well, that's so hard because I feel like everybody, I think we all get to that point. It's some phase in our life yeah. or some point. And when we were like skimming through these actual I was like, oh, this is a good one actually. Because I get like that, like this is going to sound really crazy. I get like that like monthly. Like there's certain things that I'll find a lot of joy in one minute and then the next time I don't. Um, and we have talked about this off and on privately, but like Instagram can be that way for me. If we have like a big moment on Instagram mm-hmm. and then it dies down, I immediately feel very empty from Instagram. You're very sensitive to like the highs and lows mm-hmm. of Thing, whatever like the adrenaline rush you get from like the positives and yeah. whatnot and that's in that's in life in general for me like yeah. that could be um after a birthday party after a wedding after like whatever it is it's like I'm a feeler you know so yeah. I'll like go all in and then it's like bam it's this and then it's done and then I'm like I crash mm-hmm. like our show last year was one of those for me major me yeah. major I think like to me like I hear that and mm-hmm. I'm like okay is it common yes is it normal no like you probably need to go see a therapist yeah one anybody who talks to me knows I'm a therapy advocate I think everybody should go to therapy um but there's something probably deeper for sure deeper that you need to talk about Mm -hmm. perhaps you need to see a doctor about maybe a medication that will Mm -hmm. help. I'm not a doctor, so I can't (laughs) diagnose or recommend anything. Yeah. But I do think that you need a professional to be able to assess, are these feelings normal and help you work through them? Well, the feelings are normal. It's what's triggering them. Like it's, it's one thing to feel the highs and lows or or to feel 
negative about certain situations is that's normal. It's the being able to snap out of it. Like if I know that something's not positive or giving me happiness, I am very self-aware. Like I'll be able to know like, all right, well then I need to redirect whatever it is. I need to step back from this. I need to pour into that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that happens a lot when like, say you're, it's triggered from something. So it right now we don't know exactly what in particular, like maybe trigger this that like set yeah. her in the spiral. Cause obviously something kind of got it rolling. Um, you got to figure out what that is and then figuring out like where you do get a little bit of happiness and then taking that and doing that a little bit more and figuring out from totally. there, like snowballing that into and like have bigger... your friends help hold you accountable mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like if you know there are certain things that are beneficial for your mental health that you do find even just the slightest amount of joy in sometimes it is all the strength in the world to actually get up and do those things even when you don't want to, but tell your closest friends, whoever you feel really safe with that you need them to help you. You need them to come to your house and pull you out to go for a walk or like whatever it is that you know, it brings you just a little bit, even if the idea of doing it now doesn't feel great, but you know, it has been something that's brought you joy in the past cool, make plans to do those things and force somebody out, you know, to help you out to do it. But life is too short to go through to find negative in everything. Like really, I mean, you can't, can you imagine like the toll that's going to take in six months, a year of, if all you're seeing is negative, cause that's what you're putting in your head. Yeah. It's, it, it's just negativity, but I agree with you. Like even talking to somebody like a therapist or somebody that can help you outside looking in. Cause sometimes your friends may tell you in the beginning, like, what you want to hear. And you're like, okay, cool, right. whatever. But and it really- is normal to have periods of that. In yeah. Your life, right. Oh like God, not yeah. everybody, or not everything is like fucking sunshine and roses no, all the for time. For nobody, like, it's that. Right. You got to remind yourself for nobody, everything is great all the time. Right. So that life, like there's an ebb and a flow, but I yeah. think um, your closest friends that you feel safe with should be call number one and call number two should be a therapist. Absolutely. ZocDoc.com will help you find one. (laughs) I was waiting for that. I'm like, hello, we know somebody. And you know what? I don't know if this is like medically proven, but I did hear that listening to our podcast does bring joy. (laughs) Goodbye. I did not know that that's where you were going with that. Um, I 100% support that. I mean, it really does. It really, it can bring laughter. It can bring happiness. It can bring you feeling like you're smarter than us. If you listen on any given day, (laughs) you're going to feel better about yourself. Trust me. More articulate. (laughs) Yeah. All the things. You can read a sentence without stopping and chopping. Like, yes, girl. Okay. There is one more that I wanted. I particularly wanted to get your take on it, which is why. Oh boy. I uh, picked this one. Okay. Okay. So. Um, she says, Hey, I occasionally ask my sister-in-law who runs a daycare to take care of my four-year-old son while I go into the office for work. Her daycare usually finishes at half past five, but I end up picking my son up at seven due to work commitments. Despite offering to pay her for her time, she insisted on doing it as a favor. During my son's last visit to her daycare, he accidentally ate peanut butter and had an anaphylactic shock. My sister-in-law did take him to get medical attention, but when she informed me about the incident, she downplayed it and said that he had just felt itchy at the time and had a small rash. She claimed that he hadn't had a severe reaction, and I only discovered the truth when I found only one instead of the usual two epinephrine injectors I keep in my son's bag later that week, thinking it felt lighter than usual. I was extremely upset about the situation. I would have never found out had I not checked. 
I would have never found out if I hadn't checked as my son after his dad died only speaks selectively. Oh, God. I confronted my sister-in-law, expressing my anger and frustration that she had downplayed the severity of the reaction. In response to the incident and her downplaying, I made the de- I made the decision to report her daycare to the local authorities. I believe that it's important to hold her accountable as my son had a severe reaction while under her care. However, my family believes that I am overreacting. They argue that since my sister-in-law was doing me a favor, I should be more forgiving and understanding. They believe I should appreciate her help and not cause trouble for her and rescind my complaint as she is family. I'm not sure I am overreacting or not as my son was involved, but I, and I'm quite overprotective of him. What do you think? Um, and then she adds, P.S. My sister-in-law's daycare is advertised as a nut-free environment. Oh, Ooh. Okay. So my initial reaction would be you went a little harsh, I think on the sister-in-law. And the reason that I say that, I mean, kids are going to do stuff. They're going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. That being said, that could have been very, very detrimental. I mean, that, that could have killed the child. Life ending. Like, yeah, yeah. That could have been major. Now I would absolutely have a conversation on why weren't you honest with me? Like, I don't like that. Like I would have to talk to this person and be like, listen, I understand that you shit happens. Ha- yeah, that you had him and you've kept him late for me and you've done all these things for me. That being said, if you're going to be nut free and you're not going to be, if you're going to advertise it as nut free, but you're actually not nut free, I'm going to need to know all the details when this goes down because this could have killed my kid. Right. That's where I would have started. And depending on how that conversation went, if she was receptive to what I was saying, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're right. I didn't want you to freak out. Like I got scared and I just did what I needed to do. And we did end up having to use it. It was, it was, much more traumatic than I thought, whatever it was. Yeah. That's one thing. That's, that's one approach. And then I would say that's being a little bit harsh if you're going to turn around and stuff, especially if she felt bad about it. Now that being said, we don't know, but if she was like, well, it doesn't matter. He didn't die. I'd be like, okay, bitch, we're calling the news. Get WRL. <laughs> you know, cause it yeah. really depends on how someone tells you things are going to happen. I've been in this situation. I, Not with nuts. I'm but. also thinking and like, please forgive me. Don't be mad at me. What? I'm not, I'm saying to oh, her, like, oh, not you, but she did admit that she was overprotective. Yeah. Is it possible that she's maybe, I mean, she's willing to admit that much. Mm-hmm. So how overprotective, right. yeah, I, I'm going to use the term neurotic for lack of a better term. Yeah. Is she, which like, it's your kid. It's, yeah. uh, I totally be as neurotic as you sure, want, yeah, yeah. but depending on how, her behavior typically is when it comes to the care of her kid. Is it possible the sister-in-law was literally scared to death to tell her yeah, that it was protecting her from not having a moment of yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's a great point. Maybe she didn't tell her the full scope of it because she didn't want her to freak out more than she needed to because everything was fine in the end. That's right, so yeah. like it, was it worth the yeah. full disclosure? I mean, I would want to know as a parent and yeah. I think the right thing to do just as an outsider looking in would have been full disclosure, but I'm saying like devil's advocate, maybe that could have been it too. Yeah. I think it really depends on the situation. And I know that we have a lot of mom listeners and I think most people would agree that it's, it's all in the way that it's approached. Like if my kid gets hurt and you don't tell me about it or you leave out details that I found out through him, not making the situation okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tip tiptoe around this because I've been in this situation versus somebody that's like, hey, listen, this is what happened. Like I remember one time Gaga called me crying. I was crying 
a little girl bit Fisher at the park and she was freaking out and I was freaking out. I'd elbow that bitch. And literally, <laughs> and, and it was fine. And like, I, it was the first time Fisher ever had been like hurt. So to yeah. speak, he was like one and they were at the park. I think I remember you telling me about yes. this actually and when it, it was, happened. I mean, I cried and, and she felt horrible. Aww. Now that being said, let's say two months later, I found out that like the little girl pushed Fisher down and bit him. And I don't care about that. Like Gaga was telling me what I needed to know. He was right. fine. And, and Stephanie, the pertinent information. Tells, yes. And whenever she tells me about something, she always tells me first, Fisher is fine. I want you to know everything is okay. And then she tells me the situation. Yeah. Cause I need to hear that. Like, I'm like, Oh God, what happened? Right. Cause otherwise as down, they're talking, uh-huh. right. As they're yeah. talking, like your mind is racing about what you don't the possibilities know. could yeah. be. And that's really the bottom line. Is he okay? Yes. Okay, cool. Then what happened? And then let's go from there. And yeah. that's why I say with the sister-in-law, it all depends on that. Like, was she defensive or was she cool about it? Like, and then, but I don't know if, if she was like being reasonable about it and saying, listen, this is what it is. Yeah. I think turning your sister-in-law in is a little bit harsh in that situation. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that you're the asshole per se. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought we were giving advice. <laughs> no, I, no, you're not. It the wasn't asshole. am I the asshole, yeah, but no, you're I don't the think, asshole. I don't think you're the asshole, but I don't. Mm. Mm. it's not an asshole I, I think this is kind of a lose-lose yeah it is I, you're not an asshole for doing it because it sounds like you're kind of second guessing like wanting to make it right yeah but don't be the asshole and continue to press on something if again the sister-in-law is compliant and very remorseful of it and everything is fine yeah. if she's trying to make better don't don't proceed with that route then you'll be the asshole I agree with you you know yeah that was great so, yeah well the moral of this story is um be not free if you say you're not free. Be not free if you say you're not free. And, you know, men are losers. <laughs> wow, we had a lot of, this was like a men-loser, dang, man. Swear we're not, like, men-haters, but, you we're know, not. some of them just really suck. There are some sucky women, though, too. There are. There's just sucky saying people it. in the world. Anti-feminist, whatever <laughs> bullshit. Women, some women suck, too. Some okay. of them do. It's, you know, we do at times. It's fun. Well, I hope you losers all have a great week. <laughs> Hopefully you're you're feeling very uplifted after this episode, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this was some like grade A advice if I do say so it myself. It was. We did good. We did good considering all the things. All the all the I love when people write yeah. reviews and they're like, I mean, most reviews actually really like our advice, but we do get some comments that or we'll see some like troll comments that are like, I'd never take advice from these idiots. Well, neither would we. So like join the club. <laughs> I'm great at giving it. I'm terrible at taking my own Same. advice. I can give good advice, but yeah, like if you don't want to take advice, we don't care. <laughs> Literally don't care. Okay. Bye losers. Well, Love you. Bye. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good month. <laughs> have a good summer. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Basically Famous, available on YouTube and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us some words of affirmation. And don't forget to call or text the hotline at 919-867-6776 for your chance to be basically famous. XOXO!